Amen. Without further ado, I'm going to step aside tonight and bring our evangelist. If you love Brother Josh Herring, put your hands together and welcome him to this pulpit as he comes to preach. We love you. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a, what a great, great turnout on a Thursday night here in the presence of the Lord. And looking for what God's going to do, I definitely, definitely feel better in my spirit tonight than I did last night. We kind of had a little war on our hands and we broke through it. If you didn't, I know several left and I had to leave after a while, but they were here till almost midnight last night just kicking the devil in the teeth. And um, that's why there's so much joy in here tonight. The presence of the Lord is in this place. And we are excited what God's going to do. And I give honor to your pastor. I love him very, very much. I don't just say those words. I mean those words. I, I really do love him and all the, all the Jordan family. I love them very much. And we're excited what God's going to do this weekend. Several more are going to get the Holy Ghost this weekend. And we're going to have great, 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 great things happen. But tonight I just feel... To follow the Lord here, Romans chapter 12, all of our guests for honor that you're here, Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 and verse number 2. My wife tried to kill me today. I woke up with a bad um, sore throat and earache and all that stuff, and about 11.30 I said, I need something because it's just getting worse, and she gave me Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer plus nighttime severe medicine. So at one thirty, I was wondering what my name was, and two, two and three, and then I was like, I'm drunk. I have to preach in like three hours, and I don't even know what's going on, and where are we? She said, I'm so sorry. I said, if, if it falls apart tonight, I am telling the church, it's on you. Praise God. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody say your mind. It may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to preach on the subject tonight, tell hell I changed my mind. Tell hell I changed my mind. Let the church be ready. Are you ready? Can you clap your hands to Jesus Christ and begin to magnify the name of the Lord? I wish someone would lift up their voice and tell the Lord how much they love him. Loose the gift of faith right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray against every spirit, human or demonic, that will attack the will of God tonight. Release your angels and your glory and your power, I pray. Someone lift up your voice for 30 more seconds and let hell know. Establish your authority now. In the name of Jesus, I'm getting something tonight. I'm getting a breakthrough tonight. I didn't come here to sit and watch, but I've come to touch the master's garment. Let the glory of the Lord invade this house. I rebuke every spirit of Satan in this this place in the name of Jesus. Let the power of the Holy Ghost have its way. Can you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? I just feel the anointing moving in now. Worship the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Oh, I can feel him now. The place that hell loves to fight the most is not your marriage, not your health, not your finances, not your co-worker, not in your house, not your car trying to break it down. The place that hell loves to fight more than any place because from this place, if they can affect it, they can affect every of those things I've just mentioned. It's your mind. It doesn't matter how good-looking you are, how talented you are, how anointed you are, how gifted you are. If hell gets in your brain, you're done. Oh, that was a few amens, but it's the truth. It doesn't matter how much God has gifted you. I don't care if you can have the word of knowledge and tell everybody's business to the entire world. If hell gets in your brain, you'll still suffer attacks left and right because the power of hell comes to fight your mind. That's why the Bible said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. If your mind is not stayed on the Lord, I guarantee your peace will leave very quickly. All hell wants is your 
mind. If they get your mind, they get your worship. They get your praise. They get your faith. They get your joy. They get your trust. They get everything that you have in God because your mind is the center of where everything else operates from. No wonder when the devil attacks you, he can say a whisper to your brain and nothing around you look like what he's saying, but you can go into a depression, have anxiety, be stressed out of your mind, and you're still blessed and you still got all the things you should shout about, but the devil has waged a war right here, and I have come tonight with an agenda to pull every single person who's got demons wrapped around their head, tormenting them and messing with them and discouraging them. I have come to loose you in the name of the Lord Jesus from every stronghold of fear, for God hath not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound Paul said this. Paul had three shipwrecks. Three. That's one dude you don't go on a cruise with. Paul was whipped five different times with 39 stripes. That's 195 scars on his back. Paul had been stoned. Paul has been beaten with rods. Paul has been arrested multiple times. Paul's conversion involved him going blind for three days. And Paul said, even though all these things have happened to me, I think myself happy. He said, the devil's arrested me. He's beat me down. He's stoned me. He's had me in shipwrecks. But I've got him pinned in my mind. And if I can pin hell in my mind, it doesn't matter what I go through outwardly because I know on the inside that I've got more power and authority than what's... coming against me you know Samson accepted his fate for a while he was after Delilah tricked him and for two years he walks around in a circle pushing a millstone blind and he's walking around in a circle 12 to 15 hours a day pushing this millstone and I promise you for a couple years Samson accepted this this fate as what he deserved because that's what the devil tells you anytime you fall or something happens he starts immediately going from the tempter to the accuser and he starts telling you you deserve this you deserve to be lower than what you were you deserve to be condemned. You deserve to feel shame. You deserve to feel guilt. You deserve to feel lower. And hell attacks so many people's sp- spiritual self-esteem in this building. I can feel it every time I come here. One of the things that keeps some of you from really getting connected, I know you want me to prove every story that I preach to you, but you've got such low spiritual self-esteem. You believe God can do those things, but God can't use you, and God won't do it for you, and God can't invade your house you know why you feel that way because hell has gotten in your head and hell's told you you don't deserve those things and it's never gonna i wish you could sit there i'm still gonna preach to you hell knows when it's got into your house and when it's got into your mind because if it gets in your mind when faith comes to you you won't respond in worship because you're captured you're arrested you're a captive of hell and you can't do anything because you believe i cannot get what you're preaching to me i've come to get I've come to challenge everyone on this side and on this side that if you will believe that God can get you free mentally and emotionally, he will do it also physically. Okay, so Samson said, I deserve this two years. Hit himself in the back. That's what people do. Two years, they come to church like, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve it. Oh God, please forgive me, I don't deserve you, Lord. You say, worship the Lord, they immediately go into condemnation. I don't know how many people I've told to pray for the Holy Ghost to worship God, and they immediately start saying, I don't deserve it, I need it, Lord, please give it to me, I'm not worthy. And you don't even need a demon to beat you when you're beating yourself. And if hell can get in your mind, hell can... That's what suicide is. Suicide is a spirit that gets in someone's mind. I want to convince someone right now, because it's in here already tonight, that suicide is not as strong as you think it is. Oh, it's getting quiet now. But the spirit of suicide is not as strong as you think it is. Well, I'm tormented. It's tormenting you because it cannot hurt you. 
If it wasn't, if it was that strong and powerful, it would not need to torment you to make you hurt yourself. It has gone as far as it can go in hurting you, and therefore it needs you to do what it cannot do. But David said, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You know, you know, when Job was attacked by Satan. I told the boys this in the car the other night. When Job was attacked by Satan uh, in chapter 1 and in chapter 2, when he's being attacked left and right by Satan, do you notice that Satan doesn't show up the day before and say, hey, Job, tomorrow your kids are dead and your animals are dead and your sheep and your everything you have, your servants, they're gone and your health is gone and your wife's going to betray. The devil didn't show up and say all that. Because he had authority to do those things from God. God let him. Get this. When the devil has authority to attack you, he will not torment your mind. Because he does not need to torment you. He can just afflict you. He didn't say, Job, it's coming down on you tomorrow, dude. Get ready. When the lion's getting ready to attack, he is silent. What are you saying? If he is attacking your mind. He does not have the authority to do what he's saying he's going to do. What are you saying? If he's screaming at you about what's going to happen, you need to get a victory lap in your spirit right now because what he's telling you, he's not going to do. If he would make that happen, he wouldn't tell you it's going to happen. He would just do it. But he knows he doesn't have the power to do what he's telling you. Somebody going through hell on a shout right now because you're going to get victory tonight over every lying spirit that's screaming in your head that's telling you God's not going to get you out of this. Watch. He shouldn't have messed with Job. There's 42 chapters in Job. In chapter 1 and chapter 2, the devil kills his kids, takes his health, makes his wife betray him, kills the servants, and has all his animals and possessions destroyed. Ready? And from chapter, after chapter 2, Satan is not mentioned again. Forty chapters. One blitz from hell. And Job said, you think that's going to do something? I'm not even going to put you in my book. I know what you did to me, and you're going to get that little place. But when this attack is over, you don't know what kind of mind I have. I'm not going to glorify you for what you attack my family with. I wish I could preach this. Stop giving the devil credit for everything that goes wrong in your life and magnify God in the midst of it. Because when you worship God, it doesn't matter. You know what Job did? He said, I'm going to start talking to God. He asked God 181 questions. God responded with 184 questions. And in the very last chapter of Job, nobody's talking but God. And the Bible said God gave Job double what he had before when he prayed for his friends. What do you say? When Job said, I'm not going to worry about me and think about what I'm going through. I'm going to change my mind and focus on everyone around me. God said, that's the kind of guy that I'm going to bless because he's got the right mentality for a receiving message from me. Samson walked around for two years, and as he's walking around, the Bible said they called him out to make sport of him. And when they called him out to make sport, that means to throw objects and to scream. And so they're screaming things like, you deserve this. You're such a failure. How could you be so weak? How could you be so dumb? How could you think that she actually loved you? And they're throwing things. Where are we at, Samson? Where, what just hit you? Where'd that come from? What do you think that was, Samson? Ah, uh, you can't see me. What's going on? And Samson's up there. I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve to be tormented. I deserve to be back here. I deserve to not worship God like he used to. I deserve to not feel free in church. I wish you'd hear me. I deserve to not feel the glory. I deserve to 
not weep and cry anymore. I deserve to not be able to break down and break through. I deserve to not be able to go to the altar. I deserve to not be. I deserve this. 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 And then the Bible said something happened. A little kid grabbed him by the hand. Sometimes all it takes is a touch from someone that's on your side to get you to believe God still cares about you. Everybody, can you grab your hand? Can you lead me up there to the platform? And that little kid grabbed Samson's hand, and the little kid took him toward the pillars, and hell said, oh, no. He's got all kind of stuff on him. He's bleeding. He's blind. He can't see. Why is hell afraid? Because in the moment the kid grabbed his hand, Samson started changing his mind. I know I don't deserve it, but I know I'm not worthy, but I know I've got shame, but I know I've got a past, but I know I don't. And when he grabbed that kid's hand and said, take me to the pillars, every devil in the Philistine area was very nervous because they knew he's changed his mind. And all it takes for a child of God to get a victory and a turnaround that's permanent is when they make up their mind. I am sick and tired of what you're saying in my head. I am sick and tired of you tormenting me, telling me I'm a failure. I'm a no one. I can't be used of God. Someone help me preach right now. Where are the people that want to grab a pillar. I may not see what's going on, but I'm going to push my way into this thing. I believe God's going to use me when I break forth and when I reach for something. I am guilty, but I'm a child of the king. I have a past, but I am a God's child, and I'm going to push with You change your mind, you change your future. You change your mind, you change your present. You change your mind, you change the atmosphere. Stop sitting there like, like you're so discouraged, living in the past. Get yourself out of the past. Only the devil cares about your past. Get yourself in where you are. You're in the presence of God. You could be in a graveyard. Could be in a prison cell. Could be hung over somewhere in a bar. Could be in a place where you don't even know who's around you. You're not there. God must not feel the way you feel about you because he still has you up in his house right now. So let the devil know that I'm a child of the king. I've probably told this here, but uh, I'm going to tell it again. My dad sent me an email. This guy was telling the story. His name was Abdul something. I can't remember his whole name. He's talking about being raised in the Middle East, being raised in Islam, being raised as a warrior for Allah, being raised and taught that if you kill a Christian, your right hand will glow. Being taught if you killed an American because they stand for liberty and liberty is an idol, that your right hand will glow. Talked about how their eternity involved all these virgins and all these different things he's describing that you're supposed to receive when you blow yourself up for Allah. He's describing all these things that he's taught. And they tell you if you kill or convert a Christian or an American, you have pleased Allah. And so after he gets all this training, he moves from the Middle East to the United States of America. And he moves to the Bible Belt. With the sheer conversion, with the sheer uh, uh, direction, with the sheer purpose of converting as many Christians and Americans as possible and doing whatever he had to do. And so he begins to convert them left and right. He was talking to them and he would get very forceful with them. He would intimidate them about what they needed to do. And so he was a soldier for Allah. And one day on one of his missions trips, he's driving down the road and he, a car comes from his side and slams into him and smashes him over in the, into the ditch and he's laying there and he's very broken and he can't really move and so he's he's screaming out to Allah and nothing's happening and so the the ambulance shows up and the first guy at the ambulance comes in and says hey don't worry we're going to take care of you and and so he's laying there and then the the second ambulance guy shows up and says the EMT says I don't worry we're going to take care of you and they put him in lift him up on the stretcher and put him in the ambulance take him to the hospital he gets in the doctor at the ER said don't worry we're going to take care of you and he said where I come from when you tell someone I'm going to take care of you. 
it means they're going to die. And he said, I've had three straight people tell me they're going to take care of me. So I was bracing myself for whoever was going to come in to try to kill me. I'm laying in the bed just watching who is it that's going to be that's going to take care of me. And nothing happened. So they kept, they kept just being nice to me. This one doctor, he kept saying he was a Christian. He kept coming in and he kept trying to, to help me. And he kept trying to, t- to take care of me and, and bless me. And I thought, why is he being nice to me? Doesn't he know who I serve? And he began to try to witness to me. And I didn't want to. I didn't care about what he was talking about, but I was too broken to, to fight back, to talk back. And so I just had to sit there and listen to him. And so he said, after a while, I was getting ready to leave the hospital. I could still barely move. I couldn't really walk yet. And he said, I was trying to, my time at the hospital was up. They were going to put me at a, a rehab facility. And the doctor liked me so much that he said, I'm going to take you to my house instead. Do you have a, you have a problem with that? He said, I don't, I don't want to go to your house. He said, no, I want you to come to my house. I want you to, t- I want to take care personally of you, make sure nothing happens to you and so he said why is this guy being so nice to me and he said before long I'm living at the doctor's house for a couple months now and, and he, I'm cooking dinner for him and his wife and he said what's going on I'm supposed to be converting these people and here I am taking charity from them and I'm mad at myself and so finally after three months he said he felt good enough to, to get out and he said I think I can make it and the doctor said yeah you're ready to go now he said but before you leave you don't have a vehicle I want to have this extra truck over here I want you to have this truck and the guy said I, I I can't take your car. He said, no, I'm giving you this truck for free. He said, I've got to get to my apartment. I've got to talk to Allah. And so he gets in the truck. He drives straight to his apartment. Everything is dusty. He's been, he's been gone for three months. He, pull, he runs and he takes the carpet out. He said, he laid it on the, on the ground. And he, he knelt down in front of the, whatever direction was the window was facing. And he raised his hands to Allah. And he began to cry out to Allah. And Allah didn't say a word. And he said, I have displeased him. He is upset with me. Nothing is going to be good from this. The only way I can please him now is if I take my own life. Because that's the only way I can get back in his graces. So he went to his cupboard where the gun was and found the bullets. And put the bullets in the gun and went back to the spot. And as he sat down on the ground, he, closed, he bent on his knees on the, on the little rug there. And he closed his eyes and said, sorry, Allah. I'm doing my best. And right before he put the trigger and put the gun to his head, he heard a voice scream out loud. But he looked around a bright light came in the room and a voice was screaming and he closed his eyes and the voice said to him why don't you pray to the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob He said, I dropped the gun, and I said, who are you? And the voice spoke back and said, I am Alpha, and I am Omega. I am the beginning, and I am the end. I am one, and my name is Jesus. If some of you can't feel that right now, you need God to get the devil out of your head. Because if he would go that far to reach somebody that doesn't serve him the way you do, how far do you think he would go to get a hold of your family member right now? prodigal son said I don't deserve it I don't deserve it I'm just going to go back and say let me be a servant but before I go let me just try to see if I need some of this food with these pigs and then all of a sudden he came to himself that means he changed his mind Okay, I'll just go back, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be lower than what I used to be. I'm going to go back and, and say I deserve to be demoted. I deserve to be less than everyone else in church. I deserve to be looked down at. I deserve to be frowned upon. I deserve to be treated bad. Here I am. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'll beat myself up all the way. And why? Because I know people only love you when you beat yourself up. You don't believe me? His brother said, why are we throwing a party for him? He's a failure. He thought, you ready for this, that they would treat him bad because he knew how his brother was. And he said, they're all going to treat me bad because I know what my older brother's going to do. So I'll just beat myself up so I won't ever bother him. I'll just go to church and I won't worship. I won't get in the way. I won't, I won't reach out. And there are people in this room, multiple, multiple people that you come in with just this, it's not even humility. It's you're just, it's low self-esteem. It's condemnation. And you come in and you whip yourself spiritually. Oh, you come in outwardly like this. Praise the Lord. And inwardly you're like this. I deserve this. We deserve this. So I'll go back and tell my dad. 
that, hey, I'm going to be like one of the servants. I don't deserve to be called your son. That's what I'll do. And so he's making his way back toward his dad. And the Bible said the dad saw him afar off and had compassion. Wait a second. He's not where he's supposed to be, but the dad's still having compassion on him. We wait for people to prove themselves for 17 years before we love them. You don't want to shout, I'm going to preach. Want to blow it up, we'll blow it up. You don't, we'll dig. You'd be surprised at the people that once they prove themselves to me. Wait, when were you made judge and juror of souls? And since when are you God's anointed to tell everyone else, well, I'm, just give it time. I can't stand the people that say, well, let's just see. Out of your own mouth comes your own judgment. But the dad said, even though no one else may like it, I see him. And he's not where he should be, but at least he's trying to get where he needs to be. And I cannot help but have mercy on somebody who doesn't feel like they deserve it, but they're trying to get up in my house. I don't know why I'm preaching. Am I okay? Okay. Brother Danny, stay standing. And so the dad sees me coming back. The Bible said he ran to him. You know why he ran? To cut off the distance I had to go to be in his presence. While you wait for me to prove myself for five years, God was saying, I love him now, and I'm going to be there for him now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. And he ran to him. By word, I feel the Lord. Aren't you thankful for a God that didn't make you go as far as you should have had to go before he felt giving you mercy again? And the Bible said, when he ran to him, he fell on him and embraced him. That word means to control. And kissed him on the neck. You ready for this? It's going to blow your mind. The word, the word, the phrase to fall, to embrace, and to kiss him, literally in the Hebrew and the Greek says this, to grab with fierceness as the Holy Ghost does. Only the Father can run and fall on someone. And when he falls, he lands on their neck. And embraces them. When someone prays through the Holy Ghost. It's not just some little thing you should roll your eyes at. Because there's a dad in heaven. Who's been running. Who's been loving. Who falls. And is kissing them. That's what happens. Every time someone gets the Holy Ghost. Don't roll your eyes at their experience. The Lord knows. They change their mind. Stay standing. It's in here right now. What are you saying? Every time you get the Holy Ghost. Every time tears start rolling down your face and you start speaking in tongues and you can't explain what you're feeling. Let me tell you what you're feeling. You're feeling your father having compassion on you from another world, running to you, falling on you, embracing you, kissing you. That's what happens when the Holy Ghost comes on you. So, I love you. I love you. And he puts his arms around him. There is a revival of backsliders coming to this church. But right now, God's in the streets while you're in the house. 
trying to convince them some of you won't judge them when they get back. He said, Dad, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. I did all, and the dad said, stop. Stop explaining your past to a God that only cares about your future. Stop explaining how Stop explaining how much you don't deserve this and how you're not worthy to a God that if he felt that way would have locked the door when you tried to get back. But he's not even at the house. He ran out in the street to find you and work on you. That's why you're feeling the presence of God on some of you right now because the Lord has been reaching and falling and loving on you trying to tell you don't worry about anybody or anything. problem is people that backslide are usually more concerned with the opinion of their brother than their father. They're more concerned with what you're going to think about them than how much he loves them. That's why they can feel God out there right now. Some of them are weeping right now. I promise you, there are people in Frankfurt right now, these go to this church that are weeping right now. They don't know why they're feeling God in their house because they haven't felt them since they left this building. But every time they think of the church, they think of that sister that said that thing. And so they don't know, should I come back or should I not come back? And the problem is not very many people are calling out saying, hey, won't you come back? Won't you come back? I'm off my notes. Won't you come back? Won't you come back? Won't you come back? Only the Father is trying to win the lost. you got to harvest the new ones, but I'm trying to get these other ones that were here that are stranded, and they're in the hands of hell, and they're trying to make up their mind to come back. They're trying to make up their mind to get right. They're trying to make up their mind to get their spirit right. They're trying to make up their mind to get in the church one more time, and every time they get close, I, I reach out. They look at their phone, hoping someone's going to text them. go back I'll just go back like this you need to change your mind there's three of you that keep I've watched and I'm not trying to be weird but three of you this entire revival every time the spirit moves you sit there you don't clap you don't worship you don't respond you judge everything that I say you demand everything to be proven to you. I know you're here. You know I'm talking to you right now. You have the mentality of the older brother. The problem is you want attention for yourself. And you can't be happy for anybody else. And it never says that brother came in that house again. It never says he joined the party. It never, all it ends was, was the father begging him, saying, you've got so much to be thankful for. But it, we never see the brother's response. Why are you preaching to the few? Because I'm telling you, I said it last night, and I'm going to say it till it breaks. We've got to have 100% unity. You don't know what people have done, preacher. God knows what you've done. And God knows what I've done. And there's no one in this place that should sit back and say, well, I will decide when I approve of someone else's worthiness of whether they're in the presence of God. You're going to sit there and prove, approve or disapprove while they're getting a miracle and getting a breakthrough that you're not feeling. 
what are you saying? The sooner everybody gets connected and everybody gets unified and everyone drops their spirit of judgmental, I'm better than you, and prove it to me, preacher. I'm, well, I'm, I can feel God set me up for tomorrow night when I'm going to preach. As soon as you drop that, prove it to me, spirit, and say, God, I'm ready. Whether I've seen it or not before, let me see it. When you drop that and grab a hold of what God can do and change your own mind, you'll see miracles in your own house that have been hovering for years that have not dropped on you. And you've doubted God and questioned God. And don't even, some of you don't even believe in God because he refuses to answer your prayer. But you're telling God every day, prove it before I give myself completely to you. Prove it. Prove it, Lord. Prove it. I preached on miracles recently in a place and told them all the things God did. And a man walked up and said, yeah, well, why doesn't it happen for me? I said, that's exactly why. You said it out of your own mouth. You're so mad about everyone else getting it. You, you sat there and listened to what God did for others and got jealous and bitter. As if God is some weakling that only can bless one person at a time. The reason why Jairus' daughter got raised from the dead was right after she got killed and died. That lady, that the issue of blood was healed. Jairus knew, stay with Jesus, because if he touched her, he can touch my baby. That's the mentality. If God touched someone else, God can touch me. Not God touched someone else, why has he touched me? I feel, I feel a spirit tradition in here right now. And I'm going to challenge it in the name of the Lord. The sooner you get rid of that, I'm, I'm going to prove it or not, you'll get apostolic when you do. Apostolic faith says, I've never seen it. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I've never had my shadow heal someone. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that's what apostolic faith is. When you say, I don't care if you believe it or not, I'm going to go for it and watch God do it. Where are the apostolics at in here that believe I'm going to see it? I close with this. If I've told you this, I'm sorry, but 27 years, 27 years, Billy Cole preached that he would see 120 get the Holy Ghost in one service like the book of Acts. And for 27 years, the most he saw was 99 big crusades everywhere he would never see a hundred 27 years he said he was going to see it and nothing then on the 28th year he got invited to el salvador and he preached and he just preached before i'm going to see it happen i'm going to see it happen and he preached and 300 people got the holy ghost wait one year later to the very week he was in the Philippines preaching, and 3,000 got the Holy Ghost in one service. One year later, to the very week, he was in Ethiopia, and 30,000 received the Holy Ghost in one service. I'm challenging the spirit of doubt. Hope you guys don't mind. And two years later, in Ethiopia, over 300,000 received the Holy Ghost in one service. All the man did was kept saying, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. People would say, you're crazy. Stop talking like that. You're out of your mind. That's not going to happen for you. I'm going to see it. When he, some of you still don't believe that right now. Wow. Wow. You know why? Because we're Americans. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. That's why it doesn't happen here. More on that tomorrow night. But in less than four years, he ended up seeing like 400-something thousand get the Holy Ghost. And in his ministry, he saw over a million people get the Holy Ghost. And for the first 27 years, nothing was happening. But every time he said someone else had something good, he would say, praise God, that's going to happen for me. That's going to happen for me. He said one time at a service, a missionary got up and said, we had a couple thousand get the Holy Ghost. Everyone clapped. And he got up right behind the missionary and said, you know why they're clapping for you? He said, no. He said, because you're 5,000 miles away. If you were down the street, no one would believe you. Or they'd be jealous. Because that's what we do. 
You see, we can't be happy sincerely for someone else's success because we think it's taken away from us. Because we think we serve a God that the universe revolves around me, and he's got to come to me and answer me. And if he's answering you and not me, he's delaying me and frustrating me, so I'm not going to get excited for you. Let me preach to you. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. If you will drop this prove-it-to-me spirit and say, God, I believe, I believe, I believe. If someone else gets healed over here, you ought to rejoice like you're getting healed. If someone else gets the Holy Ghost, you ought to act like your kid just got the Holy Ghost. If someone else, my man, I feel the Holy Ghost. If someone else's marriage gets a miracle, you ought to dance like your marriage is next. Why? Because you're changing your mind. That's how apostolic revival busts out. When you change your mentality, it's going to happen here. 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 Someone ought to not wait one more second, but ought to give God everything that you have. Because if you want it in your own house, be thankful it's still happening in this house. Well... We'll see. That's not what I'm talking. You're going to be overpassed by God. We'll see what happens. That's not, you're not going to get the miracle. Well, let's just see. That's not going to happen for you. It's not about let's just see. It's about like shouting and watching the walls fall because you knew when you shouted, those walls were going to come down even though it never happened before. You serve a God that can do exceedingly and abundantly above all. You ask or even think, and you've got to know that he knows the hairs on your head, and he knows where you are and he knows your zip code and he knows your future and he knows your past and he's there for you now you're not here by accident believe God for more expect more receive more someone throw your hands up and worship him Why are you preaching so hard? Because the revival you have is so big. And so we can't let any spirit have its way. Because these old spirits are keeping you from the thing that God has for you. So I've come with a sword tonight to cut it down. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we're going to believe God. We're going to be excited for other people. We're going to be thankful for other revivals. And we're going to expect God to have it here. This church is a lighthouse in this area of the country. It's a lighthouse. The only way the light goes out is if you get bitter... Be thankful for what God is doing. Expect God to do more. Expect God to do more. Expect God to do more. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Greater is he that's in you. Expect God to do more. Tomorrow night, you're going to step into a dimension of the miraculous that you've never been to before in the history of this church. Change your mind. Don't let the same old people with the same old garbage and the same old stuff get in your head one more day. Your mind is on the Lord. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
get off the carpet get off the rod get up and believe God fight one more round believe one more time expect it one more day And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Shall take up serpents. That's spiritually speaking. They drink any deadly thing and shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The first part of that's very important. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In other words, you've got to believe it before you see it. And the evidence will be behind you. The reason it isn't happening is because you're looking for the evidence in front of you before you believe. But he said you've got to believe first and the stuff will follow you behind. You've got to believe it. And as you walk away, people are getting healed. People are getting delivered. People are getting set free because you're walking in faith. You're walking in the spirit. You're walking in the spirit. I feel like that's the word from the Lord right now. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Believe what no one else will believe. Do what no one else will do. Go where no one else will go. Expect what no one else will expect. Thirty seconds. 30 seconds to pray for a miracle and expect it to happen and let's see what God does 29 28 27 26 25 24 23 22 21 seconds to pray 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Some of you are starting to believe what you're praying. 10, 9, 8. I feel faith. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I release the gift of healings and miracles and faith and salvation in the name of Jesus lost loved ones will come home I speak deliverance to the drug addict to the alcoholic to the one with cancer in her body in the name of Jesus let you be in the name of Jesus let there be miracles left and right north and south east and west in the name of Jesus angels be dispatched now to every home every house every place in the name of Jesus. In the name of In the name of In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is a sound of the abundance of rain. There is a sound of the abundance of rain. Somebody get the victory in your mind right now. Make up your mind right now. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to be pessimistic. I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to fear. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart, all my soul. And all my might, I will trust in the Lord. Though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. Why don't you lay your hands on somebody and believe that God is going to go through your hand into their body, 
into their mind, into their situation. had your breakthrough worship hostage long enough hell's held your miracle hostage long enough tell hell I changed my mind I'm gonna believe God I'm gonna trust God I'm gonna expect a miracle It's starting to get in the aisle. It's starting to get toward the back. I feel the cloud of glory in here. Same cloud that led the Israelites. I can feel it in here. Cloud by day, fire by night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, and you shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. You cast out devils. Speak to your own mind. If you're being tormented, lay your hands on your own head right now. I if the devils have been attacking your mind, Lay your hands on your own head right now. By the authority of the word of God. By the power of the name of Jesus. Every torturing, tormenting, screaming, lying, deceiving, tempting, accusing demon of hell. Hear me in the name of Jesus. You know I have authority over you. Every spirit of suicide and unbelief and fear and anxiety. Hear me. I have dominion over you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your days are over. You are not going to afflict, addict, or destroy anyone in this room who has their hands on their head. They take authority right now in the name of Jesus over every stronghold, every voice, every lie, and we cast it back to hell where it came from in the name of Jesus. Peace, victory, faith.